sick and wrong. It's your North Bay Carpenter here. Sitting down here, just uh, drinking a tall can of Coors Light and uh, packing a bowl. And uh, my pipe just fell out of my lap and burst into pieces. That's pretty fucking wrong. Keep it sleazy. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I almost gave away my secret identity. We had to re-record the intro. Yeah, no. It, it, it's funny after all these years... That sometimes we actually fuck up what we say in the beginning, that we say every show. Yes. Like every show, I, I say the same it. thing, and then I ask, I, I say, what's up, Wackily? And then you're like, nothing. And you're, it's like you're angry and surly even to be recording the podcast. But you do it anyway out of, out of love. Dedication. Out of love for your fans. Dedication. Call of Duty. This is the real Call of Duty, kids. <laughs> With your video games. Well, it's paid off, though. Did you see the uh, the recent article in uh, in Bizarre Magazine, full page feature on Sick and Wrong? That's really why. That's why the dedication pays off. So I can see a bunch of photos of you in a magazine. <laughs> Dude, you know that's okay. why I really do it. I posted this. I actually, you know, I forgot about this. This was like way back. I had sent out. Emails, like a, a bunch of emails to a bunch of different reporters, you know, asking them to interview me about uh, Play Something Dancy when the book came out. And this was like, I think back in like May, maybe, or April. And this guy from Bazaar was like, yeah, sure, I'd love to do this story. Never heard from him, which is usually what happened. And then like a month later, he's like, oh, yeah, still, I'm very interested in doing this story, you know, in, in interviewing you. Nothing happened. And then finally, I think it was like in June or July, he got back to me like, well, it's too late to talk about your book. It's been out for too long. But Sick and Wrong is really interesting. And you guys are on your way to doing 400 episodes. Okay, well, you know, that's really interesting. Can you answer a bunch of questions? I'm like, all right, sure. So this is like back in July. I answered these questions. I sent him all these pictures of us like in the tenderloin going into those massage parlors. And then I sent uh, right. the picture of but me But he used your, your glamour selfie. Yeah, this is a real glamour shot here. Uh, and this is a pic- and I sent him some pictures of, um, of uh, Melissa here, uh, all covered in blood, and some other... Uh, I sent some pictures of Poppy wearing the sick and wrong uh, Quado shirt. And then, yeah, right. and then this picture of me here with the beaver. I think I sent the picture I used in the, uh, the back of the book of uh, me at the strip club. That's and okay. so. That's selfie a, is the is the 2013 Oxford Dictionary word of the year. Well, this isn't a selfie because I didn't take this picture. I know. I'm just using it as a term of abuse. <laughs> but it is a portrait, a portrait of uh, of me, you know, stroking a beaver, which I'm good at doing. But you know, it's, it's actually in a cool bar. You ever go to the old Miami in Detroit? Uh, no, I went to the old Detroit in Miami. Is there no, I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, it's there. I was. I took a picture. But yeah, they didn't use the picture I sent. But they still gave us a pretty good write up here. Sick and wrong, arguably the sickest 
and wrongest podcast ever just celebrated its 400th episode, which is quite a feat, wackily. You know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, yep. Talk a bit a about deal. some standout moments here. I actually don't even have the magazine. I haven't seen the magazine yet, but uh, it was kind of nice. seen the digital images of the magazine. Yeah, Poppy Thorne, thank you for uh, posting that to the Facebook page because I had completely forgotten about this, and it was kind of a, uh, a surprise, a pleasant surprise to see that that uh, they had actually po- posted a uh, full-page feature on uh, Second Wrong, and I hope... Poppy that- gets advanced copies because she's a former Ultra Vixen, a Bazaar Magazine Ultra Vixen. I think she has a subscription because it comes out in the UK oh. before it comes out here in the US. <laughs> but maybe she does because she is a, or she's the uh, Bazaar pinup chick. Did we vote for that? Yeah, I did vote for that. Something like that. Well, anyway, I'm hoping this leads to more interviews about Sick and Wrong and other esteemed publications like Maxim. People, if you know anybody that works for Maxim, get them to write about Sick and Wrong. Or maybe Penthouse. Penthouse should write about Time, The Economist. Who's the man of the year next year? (laughs) Who's the Um, front runner? I'll send them a picture of both me and you, Wackley, but they're probably just going to use me. I, I hope you don't mind. Maybe they'll just use Quato. <laughs> what was that shrunken head that we used to have? Rollo. Maybe they'll use yeah, Rollo. Rollo is the 2014 Time Man of the Year. Uh, hopefully they use Rollo. We'll, we'll the see The year about of the that. podcast mascot. But anyway, people, go pick up uh, the December issue of Bizarre Magazine, and you can uh, read the little feature, the one-page, full-page feature on Sick and Wrong. Is it a feature or a featurette? It's a featurette. It's just one page. It's not like we had like the middle the of the magazine. I don't know. It's just a full page on uh, on our on our podcast in an internationally renowned publication. I think this is uh, quite an accomplishment here. Oh yeah, here, raise your raise your rock star drink. I will uh, toast to that. Cheers. So, Wacker, funny thing happened the other day. Are you drinking Fireball? I think it's the Fireball that came in the uh, your sister's wedding's care package. Oh, I drank all that booze, like, I don't know, probably a month ago. Are you yeah, running low? people call me the lush. I, I can't, you can keep booze around. I can't keep booze around. If it's here, once I'm again, drinking it. Once again, people call me the lush of the podcast. <laughs> I just, I don't have any booze. So I'm not, I, I think I have a beer, which I'll probably drink a little later in the show. But that that's it. That's all the booze I have. Because if it's there, it's it's not going to be there very long. Whereas you managed to keep, like... You know, you have some high-end bourbon. You have some, what, some good scotch right now. Probably some vodka. Do you have some some Svedka vodka back there in the liquor No, cabinet? I don't drink so much. The, that, see, that's uh, with the vodka. I am that way. With with just regular vodka or wine? Vodka. Vodka. Yeah, I can't. If I have it, I sort of tend to like drink it all because I don't. I don't stop. So what do so you keep? keep? What do you have? Like uh, bourbon? Yeah, bourbon. See, gin. Grappa, I hate gin. I like gin now. I'm, but, uh, I'm being turned on to gin. What is this? Is this kind of like uh, an elitist type of thing here? Like, you think you're like the Great Gatsby drinking gin? Maybe I do. <laughs> yeah, maybe I do. Is it because you have a girlfriend? You're taking swing dancing lessons, drinking a little gin, going to Great Gatsby parties. No, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> Are you but, going uh, gin away is for? Good. Are you going away for a uh, vacation for Christmas with the lady? No. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not doing. You're not escaping for the uh, the over the. Ho- oh, are you, are you, are you, you seem spending? To, you, you're 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 implying that I'm one of those people where I got a girlfriend and I completely change. 
No, I'm no. just saying yeah, there's a couple yeah, activities. Are you forgetting about the Christmas gambit? A few I'm just past. saying there's certain couple activities, though, that, that occur during the holidays. I mean, fucking? <laughs> sure, fucking is occur. one of them. That's a couple activities. Doing unnatural things with eggnog. That's another. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, you always brought the nog. With you, with you not around, there's going to be might be a nog shortage. Because I know uh, how you like those creamy foods. <laughs> I make my own special nog, by the way. That's the only creamy food you like. Nog? Yeah. I like ice cream. Oh, do you? Yeah. I like <laughs> ice cream. Soft serve ice cream. And cream. <laughs> don't, don't forget about cream corn. I like cream corn. We talked about that last week. Right. But anyway, I, I was saying a lot of people, especially couples, tend to just say, I got to get out. During the whole Christmas thing, I don't want to go we to gotta her get family. We got to get out of this place if it's the last thing we ever do. Exactly. You know, who, who is that? Is that Toto? I thought it was Eric Burden and the Animals. Oh, yeah, it is. It is the Animals. Yeah. I was hoping it was Toto. No, that's uh, when you got to go to Africa. Oh, yeah. See the rains. It's, it's the Africa. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's the thing. It's like it's, it's the holiday quandary. Do you go to the girl's house? Do you go to the guy's house? Because you both have families. So whose family do you spend the holidays with? Do you go for Thanksgiving to the girlfriend's house and then Christmas with the boyfriend or vice versa? Or do you go both holidays to the girlfriend? How about neither? And then you go on a vacation. Right. To see the rains down in Africa. The rains down in Africa. I don't know if you know this, though, but half the reason you go on vacation is to impress people when you come back. <laughs> Well, you know, the, you know the... people people have the big map in their apartment or well, house with all the pins, the red pins of all the places they've been. Well, so they can be sophisticated and a, a fascinating conversationalist. But it's hard to impress people anymore because, you know, back in back in the day, the proverbial day, like air travel was fucking expensive. But now it's it's still expensive, but... But it's affordable. relatively cheap. Yeah. Especially if you book in advance. You can almost and go plus, anywhere. Because the, the, the number of seats they cram in these planes, they've been able to like drop the cost of you know a ticket to Africa, let's say, or Europe, or South America, or Thailand. Japan, I'm Thailand. I'm sure you've looked into Bangkok. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do nowadays to come to, to really, to like, Come back and and make your friends jealous, or you know, feel like that you've done something that they haven't, they could never do or haven't done. You go to destitute areas. That's what you do. You that's go the to new the thing. slums. That's the new thing. You know, I swear to God, this is. What I know, was... know P Town and and Captain Carl are going to Russia soon, but I don't. They've done that. This. They've gone to mainland China. They've gone to like uh, areas. Well, there's, of, lu- uh, there's luxury of areas South in China. I mean. You well, know, they people were, go on luxury China tours. Well, they went to, like, Shanghai, and they went to Hong Kong, but then they went to, like, mainland China, where it was just like you had to shit in a hole in the ground. Like, they, they did well, do shit that. Shit in a like hole they, in the boat is what they In the they boat, said. yeah, they did that, too. <laughs> but, you know, what's funny, this is what I was kind of getting to, is uh, yeah. I was invited on a trip in, uh, over Christmas, over the Christmas holiday. Because usually in Christmas, I'm doing... baby Jesus? It doesn't, doesn't involve the baby Jesus. But usually during the holidays, I'm just uh, drinking... An obscene amount of liquor. And Hanukkah's over, right? It, it happened during like, or is it going on right now? No, Hanukkah started. It's the first night. It's think the first night. I think is the first is Thanksgiving. I think is. But the it's first early. Night Usually, it's later than that, right? Usually, it's around Christmas. Yeah, now it's like a month early. But I don't even celebrate Hanukkah, so it's. Like, I mean, I guess you do when you're a kid. 
but I don't really do it. I mean, I don't do anything. And, you know, it's, it's so, yeah, I didn't really have a plan. So she asked me, she was like, hey, do you want to go on a vacation? I was like, well, where are you going? She was like, oh, we're going to this, like, small, you know, uh, um, town in uh, Nicaragua. I'm like, Nicaragua? Nicaragua. Like, where, where, <laughs> where's Nicaragua? Well, is, that, is that where Manuel Noriega fucking ruled? With that's what I thought fist, at first. That's that Panama. Panama. Which Panama would almost be better. I'm like, well, where, where, where's Nicaragua? She's well, like, at least oh, you've got the Van America. Halen song there. <laughs> she's like, it's Central America. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, she's like, we're staying in this place. We, we got this house. That, well, it's almost a house. It's more of like kind of a hut. And uh, it's only $300 for the whole week. But there's no running water. And uh, she's like, so you have to go out to this. Like, you can either bathe in the ocean or you can go to – there is, like, a communal bathroom that everybody uses. And uh, but we don't Wait, need, Does the communal bathroom have running water? I think that that's the thing. There's, like, a communal bathroom that everybody in these – that the homes that are in that area use this one bathroom. How many people are shitting in this toilet? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if it's a bit, one big, long trough. You just stick your ass over the side and do your business. Or is it just like there's like a stall? Like is is it like one of those uh, restrooms at like a beach on a beach? You know what I'm talking about? Like a public restroom, a couple <laughs> yeah. stalls, maybe a trough, right. urinal. Yeah. Now to me this sounds awful, oh, but it, well, I was looking at her. I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, why I would never go camping, let alone going to fucking butt fuck Nicaragua to go stay in a hut with you and your like six white friends. Who are just going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, we're really slumming it. This is, you know, now this well, is think like about a that. true That's experience. What you think, about. Think, of, think of the com- the coming back and then telling people when they, they say, what did you for, do for, for Christmas? me on the podcast, I would be like, well, Dia, uh, what did you do for Christmas? Uh, how was your Christmas holiday? I, I, I drank and I watched the Star Wars trilogy eight times in a row. It's the most times I've ever watched it. And I'd say, what did you do? And then I can say, well, you know what? I wanted an anti-consumerist holiday. I wanted to go out where people are really living. These are people who can't afford to go to Walmart and buy their children gifts. They have to fish for their sustenance. You mean like they've never seen the the prequel trilogy of Star Wars? <laughs> and then you go, they've never even seen the original Star Wars. I'm going to give them a new hope. <laughs> you have to act it out because there's no electricity to even like run a VHS copy of a new hope you have to be like and then i'm darth vader and i take my saber sword our mutual friend here that's going is she's mainly going just because it's an adventure she wants to do something but her friends that do this they go to a different developing nation every year for christmas like over the holidays a different developing nation that's what that's that they do that's what the couple does Hmm. instead of buying gifts for each other they go and live amongst the poor well, they must be. They must have a lot of <laughs> people. Must be very impressed. Is what I'm trying to say. When they when they talk to them and when they describe their vacations and over they, the years, you can check out their Instagram. You can see pictures with all the uh, the the babies with bloated stomachs and flies in their faces, and they're just saying, well, like, "I got a couple flies right here. Look yeah. at the fly. There's one on my eye." Well, just imagine comparing maps, you know, you'd be like, well, I've been to Amsterdam and Paris and uh, quite a few other first world countries with plumbing and and toilet paper and all that good stuff. And oh, Tokyo is very nice. And uh, one time I was in South Africa and Johannesburg and I went to uh, Mexico City. 
One time I went to Hawaii, and they're like, all their pins are like in fucking South, Yemen. you know, North Korea, Somalia, Eritrea. I went to Ethiopia and Somalia. fucking genocide going on in the current day. Like, oh, well, I, I got a time machine and we went to Warsaw in 1938. That Christmas in Sudan was so beautiful that year. I yeah. ate so many flies, and I got malaria, but then I took some pills and fixed it, so it was all better. I politely declined and said that I was uh, I was busy because, you know, we, we have to do the holiday show, the holiday podcast. That takes up a good portion of my holiday vacation time. Yeah, that's a big – you don't want to have any life-changing experiences when you have to do the holiday yeah. podcast. <laughs> but – if I did get to meet her friends that organized this trip, that organized all these trips to uh, these vacations to developing nations, I kind of want to sit down and tell them. I'm like, so do you guys, you know, just feel self-satisfied and smug when you return and you show your pictures on Facebook? You know <laughs> you what this is? It's poverty porn. That. It's poverty yeah. porn. I want to point it out for what it is. It's poverty porn for the rich. Not well, you the have to rich, build up the... to saying that, though. You can't just come right out and be like, oh, you're so proud of yourself, aren't you? Okay, I'm not going to do that. I, I wouldn't do that. I would be like, hey, yeah, I want to see these pictures. Wow, yeah, that's great. Did it make you feel good to be able to come back to uh, Los Angeles where you yeah. live in your, like, three-bedroom apartment in Silver yeah. Lake? What, what do you think happened to Jose you there? Your Fiat. Oh, he's, he probably still lives down there in that poverty? Hmm. Do you send him money? Because, you, you, I mean, you have extra money, right? He doesn't have anything. He still doesn't have anything. He... It wasn't really a trip for him. That's just his life. Well, what about that kid with the distended stomach who ate a stick? Yeah, today? Did he that ever was get his better? first meal in like two weeks. That stick. Did they ever? Did they ever unperforate <laughs> his colon? But there's this thing, dude. This this poverty porn is becoming a trend. Wackerly slum tourism is what it's called. Well, you know what's related. Before we get into it, is. Uh... I mean, there's like a lot of films like this, right? Like I was looking up. I remembered Slum when you were talking millionaire. about this. Well, I'm even talking about documentaries. Like, do you remember Food Stamped, where these two like food nutritional Spurlock. educators, uh, this couple, they tried to live on sort of the food stamp budget for an entire month of a dollar per meal. Oh, I do remember hearing about this. Yeah. It, what were they just trying to? We're going to live like the impoverished, and this is what it's really like yes, to live well, off of food stamps. She, the wife, Shira Potash, she works for a nutrition-based uh, non-profit organization that teaches basic cooking skills to uh, mothers and children in impoverished areas. And then she, but she knows a lot of them were food stamps, so she decided to live food stamp budget for That's pretty much the entire. That that right there summarizes the entire movie. You don't even need to see it now right they speak in the that point voice being the after the month time. is over they went back to gorging themselves like you know <laughs> going to whole foods well to yeah it's like you know go spending three hundred dollars their week's worth of groceries at whole foods be like oh my I god really that learned so that things need to be done to make food stamps better for people and to not be on food stamps Man, thank yeah, god i don't have to be on food stamps god i never would have known unless i would have watched that movie how much it sucks to be on food stamps <laughs> Because I have zero imagination. <laughs> Pass me some of that hummus. God, I can't imagine just living off of food stamps. No, you know, and then uh, what about the uh, Spurlock guy uh, who supersized me? Wasn't that kind of the same, in the same vein? Like, Yeah, yeah. He decided he was going to eat McDonald's every day, you know, every meal for a month. Because he's like, oh, it's so bad for you. But it's like, you know who eats, he eats McDonald's every, every meal every day? Poor people because it's cheap. 
But, you know, that's smugness in the veil of social commentary. Like, they have this facade, like, they're, they're making, you know, they're, they're commenting on the ills of fast food or the ills Morgan's of government Brox, programs. You know, I mean, he was using social commentary as his medium, but his ultimate purpose was to make a lot of Fame. money from his money. Yeah. And become famous. And become, well, what are they, I and mean, the same, can the same be said for Michael Moore? He seems a little more smug. He seems he seems more smug, but he also seems more authentic. He actually was from Flint. He's he also not eating for a dollar per day. Come on, people. That guy. <laughs> I don't know how much does it cost to feed Michael Moore. Jesus. He was probably not very impressed by Morgan Spurlock eating McDonald's every day because he just eats McDonald's every day by his own choice. <laughs> how many food stamps would it cost to feed Michael Moore? I don't even know. How many food stamp recipients could Michael Moore feed if they cut him up and <laughs> fucking turned him into soiling green? I think they could feed the nation of Kenya. Um, so th- this is a different type of smug. This is smug almost for the, the sake of being smug. For uh, the consumer, not the uh, well, fame fame. These person. are smug tourists. I mean, these are rich tourists. These are tourists. This is poverty porn for the rich at its finest. So there's a luxury shanty town in South Africa. Sounds like an oxymoron, but go on. It's called Amoya Estate. It's the first and only shantytown in the world equipped with underfloor heating and wireless internet access. But it's not built for the millions of South Africans who have to live in shantytowns. It's actually made for the luxury tourist. So you can experience what it's like to stay in a shantytown within the safe environment of a private game reserve. It's ideal for team building barbecues, fancy theme parties, and the experience of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) They encourage families to go do this. Like, uh, it's located right outside of Bloemfontein, South Africa's uh, judicial capital. It's a faux settlement, accommodates up to 52 guests, and it's completely safe, child-friendly. It has a communal fire pit surrounded by chairs made of rubber tires, because that's what the poors actually sit on. They sit on chairs made of rubber tires. This um, rubber tire is a pleasant seating apparatus. <laughs> I must get one back at the estate. A ring of corrugated iron huts with paraffin lamps, uh, candles and battery-operated radios, as well as a communal long-drop toilet. Just so you can have long that authentic experience. <laughs> I think I can picture the long-drop toilet. But uh, do they have that weird moonshine that they all get fucking cracked out on? What was that stuff called? In a shabine. Remember, they had shabines yes. that made that weird moonshine. Do they have a shabine to make that stuff? I, you know, I I'm wonder not if signing up until I'm guaranteed that that's going to be there. So, okay, if your dad, like back, let's let's go back in time, Wackerly, to when you were living with the with a Wackerly house in the Wackerly ha- household. How often did you guys go on big <laughs> whack pack <laughs> trips? <laughs> like big whack pack family trips. You, your brother, your mom, and your dad. Once a year, up until I was like too much of an insufferable teenager to to go with, which probably was like twelve or thirteen. Where would you go? Like camping? We trips? would go to Florida. We would go. My mom wouldn't camp, so in the summer I would go camping with my dad, which is kind of similar to this. But I guess we can all accept that camping is is fine. Uh, but Florida, you know, we'd go on a ski trip to Colorado. Wait, you'd go to like <laughs> Disney World. We went to Disney World a couple times. It's a long drive. That's a long drive. Was there, was there like, uh, I mean, did you guys just pack up the station wagon? Basically, yeah. The Vanagon? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, have, we were too poor to fly with a family of four. So definitely driving. You and your brother country. fighting in the backseat? Oh my God. 
I'll pull over. I'll the pull be- over. The best invention it. was the you know the Walkman. Oh yeah, that was we, that revolutionized the family. We were too trip. poor to have Game Boys, but we did have the Walkman. They didn't have could just, Game Boys back then, did they? Eh, we had handheld the games. The original Game Boy towards the end, but you know to, to be able to just put on the headphones and listen to gangster rap. <laughs> which is what I did <laughs> and tune out my family while I was like, just keeping it real and down with the streets in the back of the fucking van. So, okay. If your dad was like, Oh, I want to go really experience the shanty experience. You went over there, you went over and did something like this. Would you have been like, dad, you are whacked. This is so wrong. Like, why are yeah. we doing this? Or would you well, just, I wouldn't, went have along? Under- I wouldn't have understood the pretentiousness of it, but I would have said, why, you know, this is a bad vacation. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been like, you know, we can afford to actually stay in a hotel with a bed. We can afford to actually stay in a hotel with a with a chair. Yeah, but I'm my dad, you know, of, he would have been like, you're tires. ruining it for the family. Why do you always have to be like that? <laughs> you're, very, you're very unappreciative of what we go through for you kids. Yeah, I couldn't even, uh, you know, we, we lived in South Africa. I, my dad never would have done something. My, my dad was socially conscious. He never would have done something like this. I think he would this have isn't been disgusted a, I don't want it. to, it's a kind of a fine line. This isn't an old Jew type of thing to do. An old school Jew, to, old school Jews are going to be like, no, that's what we came out of in the desert. Like in the, ghettos, the last yeah. thing we want to do. But, but, but there new, are Jews but that new are school young Jews, like the yeah. young social activist Jews, they're totally into this shit, right? And, you know, I, I wonder how like self-aware that a lot of these rich tourists are, are that do this. Like, do you think they're aware like of how, awful this is i mean that like you're actually like you know there's people who have to who are forced to live in these impoverished conditions you're not but yet you want to experience this why some kind of sick voyeuristic pleasure i don't know i I don't get it i've known people like this almost all my adult life but i think i think there's a little bit of a distinction like this safe shanty town where you're not – the whole point is to not actually come in contact with yeah. any pores. I don't that, think that's like, that's, real African That's like the rich here. person who's like, you know what my problem is with my life is I have all these like stocks and mutual funds to keep in charge of and I've got to observe them and I've got all my social media devices and I've got the servants and I have to deal with them all the time. I just need to go simplify like a shanty person. Like that's horrible enough. But equally horrible are the people who are wealthy. And like, I'm just, just going to go spend tourists, a week in yeah. the actual shanties and live amongst the poor people just like they do. Because they're slumming. But then go, yeah, you're slumming. Like, like they did in, uh, in 1800, like Victorian London. Like uh, they, they used to go slumming. Like, uh, the, you said the this ar- is where the original term came from, right? Yeah, the aristocracy would dress up as poor people so they could go and look at the women of the night. You know, they could gawk and uh, they could walk around East London slums and gawk at the poor people. That's where the, the term slumming it came from. And then, it, you know, New, New York socialites adopted it. They would hit the Bowery in search of opium dens and lowbrow adventure. And that's kind Gay of sex. what this is. I mean, for $82, you could stay in this Amoya State shantytown, which that $82. Except you're not a, it's actually a faux. It's a Potemkin shantytown. So it's a little bit different than actually going to the poor. No, it's not. Yeah, there. this is a manufactured. This is a faux settlement. This isn't a real shantytown. Yeah, this um, is more like, you know, you know, the poor have it so good. They just don't have anything to worry about. But what's interesting, one night in the shantytown is 82 bucks, which is more than most South Africans living in informal settlements see in an entire month. And it's a little less than half the average monthly salary, that $82. 
But this poverty tourism thing, this, this Amoya estate, this isn't a new phenomenon. It's been going around for a long time. So I read this article here by the International Business Times, which rounded up some of the, the world's most contentious uh, tourist attractions. And uh, I've heard of actually one of them, but number one, they say this five-star South African shantytown in Bloemfontein is probably the most tasteless. It's, um, that um, just makes you want to go. <laughs> just go see it. Um, I like this one. Top one. Uh, This is number one. I mean, you get free Wi-Fi and heated floors in your shanty town. Uh, Number two here, vacation like a border crosser in Mexico. This place is called Parque Eco Alberto. It's in Hidalgo, Mexico. For one hundred five bucks a night, you can live there, like a um, like yeah, like a a migrant who's about to uh, cross the border. And uh, for a night walk tour, it's nineteen dollars. You can. Live out the drama and tension of an illegal border crossing. and the, the, It's kind of like a haunted house exhibit. Well, s- sort of, but a bit more morbid, I guess. I mean, uh, for it's called the night walk. You take this tour at night, and it lasts about four hours and takes groups on an imaginary journey through the desert and across the Rio Grande. And you're being led by, like, a guy. It's one of these, I don't even know how to say this, Hananyu Indians. And they, they live there, and I guess they... Uh, you know, they're, they're coyotes. They, that's what they do. And yeah. uh, they take you across the border and let you experience what it's like to, you know, illegally uh, enter America. Do you think they're back at the coyote bar at the end of the night or maybe at the beginning of the shift? And like, oh, what do you got to going tomorrow? Are you taking some uh, migrants north to the promised land of the United States? And one guy is like, oh, no, I'm working for that rich people tourist organization <laughs> the simulation I and if they're like they're like oh you're tourists. a pussy <laughs> or if they're like oh that's tourists. a good that's a cushy gig because those people tip yeah and i imagine uh i mean i bet you they tip pretty well yeah. and it doesn't matter if you get caught because you're like oh no this is just a tourist thing these guys paid for this experience don't don't is shoot it, <laughs> is it wrong that for all these stories the like patrons i'm imagining uh Mr. and Mrs. Howell from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Oh, the shanty's amazing. You know, how are we going to go? Don't step on the cactus, lovey. <laughs> what was his name? Seymour? I think it was Seymour. This is one of the worst right here. In uh, Indonesia, uh, you can go to the Banana Republic Village, which is in Jakarta. It's uh, $10 a night. And if you want a very realistic third world experience, you can go to this Banana Republic. It's a plantation village village minutes outside of Jakarta. You'll get a room, a mattress, and a fan within this like interconnected complex of shanty homes. But you got to bring your own flashlight because there's an outdoor toilet. Um, you also have a communal shower and a communal bathroom. So you get a shower with your whole family. Huh. Which would be awkward, I imagine. That seems like a sort of a swingers destination. I don't know if you want to swing in just like your own feces. Sounds awful. <laughs> Look at this. In December, you can pay when the, you can pay to experience what it's like to be in a flood because the floods <laughs> arrive and it just washes the whole <laughs> village away. And you just can like, yeah, you can repair damaged roofs and help like build the huts back up. Like that, that's what you do for the experience. Really, uh, really centered me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like working at the investment bank and advertisement agency on the weekends. Just really it's got my head all in a tizzy. But then I went and rebuilt a hut for after a flood. Think of the right. Instagram, Wackerly. You'd come back and you'd be like, yeah, this is me just holding up the corrugated iron. Here's me saving little Pablo 
from uh, being washed away. I think that was his name. I don't really remember. Because I was just so into the moment. And you'd have how this fa- how Instagram. Offensive is the, how offensive is the Banana Republic clothing store? I've never oh, thought God. of it before. <laughs> Banana Republic, get it? You could wear your pink Banana Republic shirt. Yeah. Oh, I got these clothes at Banana <laughs> Republic, and I'm in a Banana shirt. Republic. What do you know? It's probably more. Life's funny. <laughs> in uh, Rio de Janeiro, this is what I've heard of. You can take these tours where you go through like some of the largest favela, and by you're being led by some of their own the local favela residents who take you as they're, they're, they're the guides. They take you yeah. through the slums. Provide a more authentic experience. Oh, lovely. Look at that shithole. Uh, Javier, where's, whose shithole is that? And that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how often you get robbed. Like, just well, they hire this new yeah. guy and he just robs you and just leaves. I think in any of those countries, if you're a rich person, you should hire security, private security. You probably should. This one's kind of novel here. In Sweden, you can book a spot below an overpass and you can sleep just like a homeless person. It's called the Faktum Hotels in Gothenburg, Sweden. So it costs 15 bucks a night. Apparently, Sweden has more than 3,000 homeless people. Can I just start charging people to sleep on the sidewalk in front of my place? <laughs> They're not allowed to use my bathroom or anything. I mean, like, there, you can sleep right there, public sidewalk. Give me 50 bucks. What, what do you think a Swedish homeless person looks like? Like, there's no black people over there. I, no, I, picture, the same. I picture, like, Alexander Skarsgård with, like, I don't know, a beard. Three days and worth a of scruff. A bindle? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a stained flannel shirt. I mean, or Some turtle meth, meth scars on his face. I, I mean, there, there are no, like, are there any other races other than white people with blonde hair and blue eyes? There's white, and then there's ultra white. <laughs> <laughs> Albino. <laughs> the white walkers. Yeah. Um, blue. I guess this hotel mapped out 10 of their favorite places to sleep, and they rent them out to intrepid travelers who want to experience Sweden from the perspective of the destitute. So you can go to an abandoned paper mill and curl up under a bridge or camp out in a public park. It's only 15 bucks. Can you get heroin? I imagine you could do that. You definitely can do this on on this trip here. Mokum Events here in Amsterdam, 16 bucks a person. You walk around with an authentic homeless person. He takes you as a guide. And, uh, yeah, for a fee, you, he, he walks you through the city. You, you search, you forage for food together. You hear all about the ups and downs of living on the street. Uh, you, quest, you, question, you don't question the ethics of his pastimes. And uh, apparently he will uh, show you um, some of the best rubbish bins in the city where you can get a meal. Huh. Yeah, not you too bad. You just pay to eat garbage. That's, <laughs> that's what's cool. That's what the kids are doing today. I guess you're just paying Real to hang cool. out with a homeless guy and just like, I want to live like you for a day. Like, I, I don't know. I've hung out with Bob <laughs> Can't Madigan. Can't you just do that times. with any homeless guy? I mean, it doesn't have to be like an established, like any homeless person. I think if you go up and say like, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if I can just hang out with you and you show me how to eat garbage and maybe give me some crack later. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, but you got to pay extra for the crack once we get it. I imagine it wouldn't be that difficult in San Francisco. You just go, hey, can I buy you a bunch of beer and some crack, give you some money for crack, just to spend listen like to your six dumb fucking hours. stories all day long? Yeah, San Francisco also has a uh, tourist guide. I guess his name is Milton Ar- Aparicio, and he is a real homeless guy, and he offers tours that highlight the Tenderloin's unique culture of homelessness. You can uh, go to a couple of shelters. You can eat a meal in a shelter. Go to a day center for, some, for children. <laughs> 
soup kitchen. That's great. The, sh- the shelter's providing meals for, for people who don't have anything, and there's a, like a, an actual affluent person in there. Oh, I just wanted to see what it was like, the who? He's claiming it's an eye-opening experience that leads to personal growth and enlightenment, Wackerly. Just clo- you're so close-minded, you can't see that. You're just thinking, I want this picture for my Instagram. I'm just too, I'm soft. I, I need my luxury lifestyle. That's my problem. So my whole thing is, so what, okay, these people that are going to Nicaragua, they're not, you know, uh, completely wealthy socialites. They're not. They're probably, you know, they're, they're, they may make a decent living. Probably, I bet you the guy, I don't know what he does. Probably he's like a, a dot-com something or other coder <laughs> or something, programmer. Probably they, makes like this 60 is a couple. A year. They, have, they have their own apartment in Los Angeles. I don't even think they have their own house. They just have their own apartment, and then they travel every year. That's their thing that they do. They have, so, so if you have your own apartment in Los Angeles and you travel every year, <laughs> you're, you're upper, upper middle class. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you, Bohemians. And and when you compare yourself to the people who live in Nicaragua, you make like you know you're worth and you make like a thousand times what they have. Oh, I mean, these guys, they're running a house in Nicaragua for three hundred bucks for a week. Like for a whole week, they get to stay in this whatever shanty home, dilapidated home that they get to live in. But I think they look at this 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 tourism that they do, where they go to these developing nations and they they live with the destitute or walk amongst the destitute i think they they think this is a socially responsible endeavor i think what they're doing is they're like we're opening our eyes to the impoverished and we're giving back to them we're we're going we're spending money in their communities we're helping them and i think that's what they, they don't see this as being voyeuristic and exploitative gazing upon the dispossessed like they, they get to go walk through and then they get to get on a plane and leave go back to how, la well, how can we even judge them have you ever been to nicaragua no i've never been to Nicaragua. look at how many places they've been that we've never been and we how, we have no place to even comment on it i'll tell you that right now all i'm saying okay yeah i haven't been i've been i've been to quite a few places i've been to egypt nicaragua I haven't been to Nicaragua. I haven't been to Sudan. But all I'm saying is I think these people don't realize what they're really doing is watching poor people in a zoo. They're going to the zoo and they're watching poor people. They might as well be throwing Cheetos at them. That's all I got to say about that. probably appreciate that. <laughs> Not the flaming hot Cheetos because that gives you uh, blood in your BMs. Have you heard that? I would that. appreciate if somebody threw Cheetos at me. I would eat them right up. Well, you should. That's what you should do. Maybe you'd be a popular guy in Somalia if you just walked around with a couple know. big bags of Cheetos. I feel like you. I feel like even if I decided that this was a good idea, <laughs> that I'd be a much more well-rounded person if I went to a bunch of third-world countries. Uh, I'm just too. I'm behind the curve. You mean it's I'm too never late? Catch up to them. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're not even forty years old yet. You have pl- if you went every well, year right now, Wackerly. Ten, ten places by the time I'm fifty, they've probably already been to forty places, and they're why, probably younger than me. Why are you in a competition with this Bohemian couple? It's all about the competition. How am I going to be smug if I haven't been to as many more places than other people? Yeah, maybe you can save your pennies. You're not, you know, you're not bound by uh, in a, you know, you don't have children. You could go three times a year to some impoverished community. And live I don't have that much natives. vacation time for my cushy job. <laughs> if you really cared, if you really cared about making your Instagram that much more attractive, Wackerly, then you'd put the time in. You'd make the I time. I know, but it's the, it's the plight of the affluent man. <laughs> I have money, but I have no time to spend it. God damn you, Lord. So there you go, white people. Go enjoy your poverty porn. People, this is episode 408 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Send us your... 
disgusting news items. We read them here on the show. They don't have to be disgusting. They have to be interesting. They have to be a sick and wrong news item. It has to be current. It has to have happened within a week. Yeah. Don't send me something that's like three years old because I'll just delete it. But send it to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, some of them via Facebook or the Twitters. We did get some good ones this week, some good ins. So um, I will be getting to those in a second. But first, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story here comes in from Chris. Um, she writes, hi, fellas. I love the show. I've been listening since the beginning, but this is my first submission. Way to um, pop that cherry there, Chris. This story has it all. Trashy people, drugs, fisting, bodily injury. I, I kind of do like all of those activities. Make, that makes for a very good story. Gotta love living in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Chris. Your white, female, central Pennsylvania, suburban, cube farm working, fashion t-shirt wearing correspondent. What's a fashion t-shirt? I don't know. Is it like something with a unicorn on it? It's fitted. It's probably fitted. It's probably from like Etsy. And it's got like a unicorn, but bedazzled. Apparel. Yeah. I don't think she's wearing Ed Hardy, if that's what you're asking. Because that's not oh. fashionable. So this story was actually sent in by quite a few people. This is a good classic, like, gruesome, sick and wrong story. This is, like, old school, disgusting, sick and wrong. Remember when we used to do stories where we were just going for something that was completely horrific? You guys used to do good stories that were horrific. <laughs> classic S&W right here. No, it's all about people fucking a couch. <laughs> <laughs> but did you I mean occasionally you'll get that story like uh, the zombie face eater guy the guy that ate the homeless guy's face that's oh, yeah, a nice that gruesome nice sick one. and wrong story this kind of what about when the fucking monkey ripped that other woman's face off right off oh yeah the, the chimpanzee this yeah. fits right within that genre of sick and wrong stories Emmanuel Paulino accused of pulling woman's insides out in gruesome rape that's not even a rape that's a disemboweling it's a difference, you know. I'll be the judge of that, <laughs> whether it's a rape or not. A Pennsylvania, a Pennsylvania man is in police custody after the brutal rape of a woman he took drugs with. You'd think something like this actually would happen in Florida, not in uh, Pennsylvania. Mm. But apparently what it did What part not. of Pennsylvania? It does not say here. Mm. There's a lot of parts of Pennsylvania that are pretty uh, backwards. Yeah, they, they, didn't uh, remember the movie Deer Hunter? Wasn't that didn't that occur in Pennsylvania? Wasn't that set like in the mountains of Pennsylvania? Never saw it. You haven't seen Deer Hunter? Nope, don't care. Well, I can't believe you've <laughs> never seen Deer Hunter. I've seen parts of it. And it's machine. Didn't interest me. What? It's about Vietnam. Vietnam War vets. There's lots of Vietnam movies I haven't seen. Apocalypse Now. You seen that? Seen that. We'll see. Full Metal Jacket, I've seen that. And I've never seen Platoon. 
But I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's a classic. I know it's a classic. There's lots of classics I haven't seen. I've never seen The Elephant Man. Are you purposely, like, you purposely refuse to watch Deer Hunter because you're just like, I don't care? No, I don't purposely refuse. It just never comes up. Okay, if it was on TV, like, would you change the channel? Beer? Yes, I would change the channel. Because first of all, because I'm not going to sit down for two hours just on something randomly being on TV. And I'm never going to go and like, oh, what's on Netflix? Oh, Deer Hunter's on Netflix. That's what I'm going to watch tonight. All right, what if you're uh, what if you're with your lady and she's like, I really love this movie. Young Christopher Walken, he's so attractive, gets me hot. Yeah, girls love the Deer Hunter. <laughs> What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Let's just relax and eat some food and then watch The Deer Hunter. It's a good movie. It doesn't happen. It's a good movie. It's not it that is. good. It, you know, it, it, it Those definitely... Those movies are good when you're in college between the ages of 18 and 25 and you're an angsty male. That's you haven't seen the movie, so you can't, you're can't. you not much of a judge about this. I know the type. It moistens a woman's vagina, that movie. Just take my word for it. Emmanuel okay. Paulino, 30 years old, was arrested Tuesday after allegedly raping his then-girlfriend, because she's not his girlfriend anymore, especially after this, uh, who had to be rushed to the hospital in a helicopter after the attack. They didn't even get an ambulance. They had to put the woman in a helicopter. It's gruesome. Wow. Um, according to a police affidavit, officers responded to a distress call at the home where Paulino and his victim were staying. There they saw the woman curled up on the floor in a fetal position, bleeding profusely from her torso area. The victim told police that after taking drugs, the two had agreed to consensual sex. They Apparently, they had taken Molly, but he had taken six pills of Molly. Oh, Molly. Molly. That's what, they, that's what the kids Molly? do these days. How, how amazing Molly is. And now if you're ever talking to some millennial and you're like... Oh, yeah, I took some ecstasy once. It was kind of cool. Oh, Molly's not ecstasy. It's much different nowadays. <laughs> Whatever. Shut the fuck up. I like how they say, uh, no, it's pure ecstasy. Really? That, like, miscellaneous powdery substance you're getting from some guy named Paco? That's pure yeah. ecstasy? No, it's pure. So I was it's told. It's so pure. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, if the pure ecstasy makes me do this, I probably don't want to use it. Um, so the two had agreed to consensual sex. During the course of it, Polino allegedly began choking her and freaking out. He then, allegedly, penetrated her anus with his fist up to the elbow while choking her with his other hand. That's all good if, they're, if it's consensual. Yeah, Molly makes you engage in some weird foreplay. Remember that weird German kid who called in and had the long-ass story about getting fisted? Or no, he fisted a guy, right? Oh, he fisted a guy, yeah. And he could feel his heartbeat? This is kind of along the same lines. I mean, uh, that was consensual. up to the elbow. You it, gotta it, use lube and it's gotta be consensual. And even the choking part might be consensual, but it's gotta be consensual. Talk about one way to ruin a trip. It's like, you know, the trip's going well. You got your glow sticks. You got your Moby on or whatever it is that you're listening to these days. Your fucking pacifier. You're, uh, you're, what's that? Moby. What, what's Moby that? is, Moby is your <laughs> Matthew Sweet. Yeah, all the kids love Moby. You got your Moby on, your Ace of Base. You're listening to your Ace of Base. Tripping Ace out. Ace of Base is too far. <laughs> Moby is almost believable that you think kids listen to Moby. Okay, that. you know what it is? They're listening to that that Lords. That's what they're listening to. That's Lords. not a no. That's a pop song. That's not like a. I that's bet not you an they EDM song. They probably put on Molly and they uh, they bust out. Okay, is there is there a Lord remix? 
that might be acceptable. They're probably putting out a Lord's remix, a Lord's remix, and they're listening to this, and all of a sudden, fist in your ass up to the elbow trip has now just taken a completely opposite direction. It's not fun anymore. There's a fist unless, in my unless ass. Unless you do happen to like it. Some people do. Another thing about doing uh, having sex on lots of drugs is you tend to forget the safe word. And I'm sure she, you know, I'm sure she probably forgot it here or she would have been saying it multiple times. Or she was saying it and he forgot it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe she was it. saying it and he forgot that it was a safe word. Yeah, that's probably actually what happened. I guess the victim began screaming throughout the assault and begged him to get out. And it was not until one of the children, a minor, entered the bedroom after hearing the screaming that he stopped. When he withdrew his arm, the victim said Polino had pulled something out of her. All right. Don't know what that was. And I was about <laughs> to insert some kind of, well, I was going to insert some kind of magician trick here, but that didn't happen. Like a coin? <laughs> Chocolate coin? <laughs> some flowers? A really long scarf? <laughs> it just kept coming out. But you were tripping and you thought it was a scarf. Ah. Uh. That happens. Turns out it um, was actually a piece of rectal tissue, a very long piece of rectal tissue. Um, emergency medical technicians said that uh, due to the nature of the in injury combined with significant blood loss, she was unable to determine at the time if penetration occurred in the victim's vagina or her anus. Because <laughs> it was all just looked like fucking bloody ground up hamburger down there. Lasagna or something. Uh Doctors determined that she had suffered internal trauma to her rectum caused by penetrating trauma. Like a stepped-on calzone? <laughs> a stomped-on calzone. It's very visual there, Wankerly. Uh, Polino, Polino, when he was detained, he headbutted a trooper, and then he was questioned. And uh, he told police that the victim had screamed, Stop, you're hurting me, during the ordeal. He said, I put my hand up her, and I pulled something out. I pulled something sticky. That stuck to my hand. <laughs> I don't even think he knows what he got out of there. I don't no, even he know what he was reaching or for. He's not a doctor. <laughs> Plus, he's super high. Um, yeah. You know, you know the worst part about it? When you're fisting like that, I bet you the guy didn't use lube. He probably didn't take his skull rings off. I, you know this guy has some kind of weird skull ring or some, some other kind of thing. Some type of skull ring is involved, yeah. He, he has to have a skull ring. So, you know, I mean, How do you get, I mean, can you get your whole arm up to the elbow without lube? I have no idea. I mean, I don't I do not know. I've never You might have used lube. I've put a finger in a butt. And that and that Ooh. usually I know, but I put a finger <laughs> in the butt. Of, put a pin on your map for that one, big guy. <laughs> no, I put a finger in the butt before. Just a, and that D, D Simon has a map of a lady's body in his fucking apartment with just pins like, "Oh, I've got a finger in there." Finger in the butt there. Finger in there. My penis no, went I'm in there. saying that the elicited the is a response. That elicited huh. a response, not not oftentimes a positive one. It was just like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" You know, like finger in the butt. Could you imagine just jamming your entire hand in there? Maybe they fisted before. Maybe a they're a fisting couple. I have had one girl put a finger in my butt, and I was like, "I'm not into that." And you know what? You I blame her kinky ex-boyfriend. Did you give it a chance? Yeah, no, I just wasn't into it. I don't like, I, I just did not. I'm, I'm, are you implying that you like finger in the butt, Wankerly? No, I've never had it, but I, I think I could potentially like it. I've never tried it. 
I dare you to suggest that to your lady. No, I'm not going to suggest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a discussion with a girl recently about the uh, confluence of rimming in porn these days. And well, that's re- a humiliation thing. Yeah, but I read an article that said, this is a little bit off topic here, because we are talking about a girl that was fisted brutally in a rape and part of her spleen or something came out. Mutilated. But this is a totally different story. Um, I read an article that said one in five guys or no, two in five guys, heterosexual male fantasy is to have a girl after she blows him, toss a salad. After she blows me? Yeah. So while she's blowing him, she goes down and starts tossing salad. Oh, not blow to completion. Because if it's completion, I'm like, get your, what are you doing? Yeah, he said part of the part of the blowjob. They want the girl to lick their asshole. 40% they, of dudes. Yeah. They said that this is something because of uh, porn. Like porn now and all the... Uh, the of the uh, the salad tossing porn that's been that's prevalent no. now. No, I don't even li- I don't even like a girl to like get get a glimpse of my asshole because I know it's just disgusting. Well, that's what this girl said. She was like, "If you ever asked me to do that, I would be I would say no." She's like, "This is gross." I was like, "I'm not going to ask you to do that. I, I wouldn't even want you to go down there and do that." Or you know when you're like you're finished up having sex or whatever, and then you like get off the bed and you're like reach down on the floor to pick up your underwear or socks or whatever. Like, that even bothers me, because I'm like, oh, I hope she didn't get a glimpse of my disgusting, <laughs> fucking, just purple, baboon-looking asshole just now, because then it'll all be over. Well, so I'm always trying to, like, curtsy down and get the underwear, you know, so I don't give her a full, open whole moon. I'm not worried of her seeing the brown Girl's eye. asshole is, like, you know, just, like, this little dot. Like, how does poo even come out of there? Weird. Exactly. Well, mine it's does like, not um, look like that. I guarantee it. What, like what did Bill bad. Hicks say? A little pink, quivering rabbit nose? Like, that's a girl's yeah. asshole. Mine Whereas, does not look like that. No, mine's like, yeah, some kind the of... The pit this. of Sarlacc, covered in fucking <laughs> Wendy's Frosty that's been sitting out in the sun for three months. That's what it looks like. Yeah, mine's like the nostril oh, and, and then add hair. Moose. But no, what I'm what I'm saying, like I'm not worried about her getting a glimpse of the brown eye because it looks like I shoved a dead squirrel in there. There's so much hair. But I'm worried that there might be like some errant dingleberry that I missed, which oh yeah, the dingleberry is good. Don't even get me started on that. Well, I just don't want the girl going down there in the dingleberry area, and I'm not like purposely washing my ass clean so I know that she could do it. It's just. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is gross. But I blame it's the kids. It's like a Sisyphean task. Like I, I wash the shit out of my asshole trying to get it clean, but it's it's just never enough. It's still always like a, a horror show. I, I just don't want. And plus, you know, on, on top of that, I don't want to make out with the girl after she's had her tongue in my asshole. What about when she's had her your cock in her mouth? For some reason, that's not as dirty to me. I guess if I blew my so load in her you mouth, would suck your own cock if you. Could, no, okay, but saying. if I blew a load in her mouth, yeah, I'm not like going up there and like tongue kissing her. But if she's just like lick my dick, whatever. It's just you know, it's not like an appendage. Lick it like a popsicle. Yeah, like a like a tootsie roll, <laughs> a tootsie pop, <laughs> a tootsie pop. <laughs> Make sure she doesn't bite it, looking for the caramel center. Well, we're talking about anal fisting by force here, okay? It's completely Sometimes different Sometimes I wish we just subject. had a more free-form show and just banter for <laughs> an hour and a half. But okay, you got to tell this story. So, so he ripped part of her colon out? Something sticky that stuck to his hand. A doctor said it was rectal tissue. Um, a, a, during his preliminary arrangement here, Paulino told reporters that he wasn't worried at all. Arrangement? Not or He's, arrangement? Arraignment. He wasn't. He wasn't worried at all about uh, what was going to happen to him because I have Jesus on my side. 
Jesus is into that kinky shit. That's why. I don't think Jesus condones anal fisting rape. I think Jesus was just like, you know, brother, I support you. What is it? What did you do again? Oh, shit. For real? God damn. No, hell no, you disgusting deviant. Didn't he say blessed are the fisters? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of religion you practice? When you take your fist from my ass, D, let my colon go. (laughs) Do not keep gripping it. (laughs) Pull something out. Moses um, said that, not even Jesus, so I'm completely off base. Paulino is charged with one count each of rape, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, sexual assault, simple assault, and two counts each of aggravated assault, indecent assault, and aggravated indecent assault. The guy's, the guy's being charged with a lot, and his bail is up to $250,000. What about involving the minor? Anything I, with that? I think the minor just saw them, you know, in flagrante delicto there. <laughs> Fist right up the ass. Uh, when we, when you say, are we thinking this kid's five or 17? I don't know. I'm thinking it's probably just a minor. I don't think that, I think the minor caught them. Like the minor right, caught them it, it in the act. It makes a big difference if, they, if the minor think... is like a three-year-old or 17 and a half. What do you think you'd be more traumatized by as a, as a minor? Would you be more traumatized by seeing your dad's fist in your mom's asshole or your dad's like you know, dick just blowing a load all over your mom's face. Ooh. <laughs> I think any, I never saw my parents in any type of sexual, and I never heard my parents in any type of sexual indiscretion. I remember I caught the rabbi. I think all of it would be bad. I remember I caught the rabbi just shoving dreidels like in my mom's snatch, and I was just like, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, that's the special Hanukkah dreidel. <laughs> You're going to lose it. <laughs> I'm lying. I never did that. Have you ever had sex on just a mindful of drugs? No. Like acid I don't even like to have sex or... super hammered, and I will just do the, uh, I'm too drunk. <laughs> just pass out? But no, like, fucking, even on high on weed, no way. I remember, like, uh, in college, having girlfriends would be like, oh my god, you just take some mushrooms, you just start exploring your bodies, it's just like, really? Uh, look at my dog, it's so weird! Yeah, try eating out a girl when you're, like, high on acid. Well, I do like to eat pussy. I probably could do that. Dude, it's like Pink Floyd's The Wall. It's like <laughs> something that Snatch is going to turn into some kind of monster, eat your face off. Although I took ecstasy with a girl though. once, and like, yeah, we were like all rubbing up on each other for like five hours, but it never went beyond that. I, I remember like I've had sex on ecstasy, but most of the time it's just, it's just impossible to get it up. You're just too fucked. <laughs> But, Tongue depressor. I, you know, I don't know about Molly. I haven't had the oh, pure Molly. ecstasy. You don't know anything yeah. about Molly. If Molly makes you shove your fist up some girl's ass and pull out her colon, I'd rather not do it. Yeah. You can keep that, mister. Exactly. Lovey, Lovey, I'm not going to shove my fist up in your colon inside this favela. <laughs> sounds, sounds like <laughs> it's for dopes. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Well, I figure, you know, we should just make some more rape jokes. <laughs> oh, stick, God. stick with the rape It's not theme. funny, Wackerly. Child rape, too. So I'm going to one-up you there. Although That's... there's no, uh, there's nothing in the article. It's about deformed uh, colons. You can get some belly laughs out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron uh, Gregory Lucas is 32, and he's an army man, military man. And uh, he's stationed in Colorado, and... Uh, 
El Paso County, Colorado, which there's an El Paso in Texas. There's also one in Colorado. Support the troops. Uh, He's on trial for... uh, He's accused of trying to lure 11 girls between ages 6 and 9 and sexually assaulting three of them. Six to nine, that's pretty young. Um, don't support that troop. Support the rest of the troops, just this <laughs> troop, just don't support him. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> there are certain troops which do not deserve yeah, support. Yeah, th- this troop, this guy fits in the do not support category. He's in the DNS list. The DNS, yeah, the do not support. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, accused of trying to, and I don't know if he lives off base. Uh, he is off base, but I don't know if he lives off the base. Or if he was actually trying to lure these six to nine year old girls like into barracks housing or something, it doesn't really get into specifics of it. And I don't really care. He's you know he's he's got all these charges of like uh, sex offense on a child, attempted sex offense on a child, sexual uh, aggravated sexual assault on a child, all these different things. So wait, so, he's six. They, these kids were six to nine, right? The they're in the luring. 69 position? No, no they're, six, they're two, six to nine, nine years old. Yeah, six they're, to nine. Was luring them. What do you think he was using to lure them? Oh, come on. There's so many things. <laughs> Dora the Explorer, Moby albums, where, Molly. Where, where did this take place? In Colorado, in El Paso County. But there's an extension that I'm about to get to. Okay. I don't really want to focus on the raping. Just because right, I don't I'm, think, I'm, I'm I don't both, think rape jokes are funny. I don't think it's funny to make fun of raping, especially children. But there's another aspect to this. So the Colorado authorities, uh, you know, they got wise to him. And uh, they hauled him in. Hauled him down to the, the Huskow. Now he's uh, he's been arrested. And when you're accused of raping... 11 different girls between the ages of 6 to 9, or tr- attempting to. Sorry, he only actually is accused of uh, sexual assaulting three of them. Sexual predator. He is a predator. But what they do is they take your blood and get your DNA. That's the first thing. Because they want to know if they do find, even if they don't have any semen yet, if they find some semen and then if they have the DNA from your blood, they can compare them, and now they've got you. It's like uh, Sherlock Holmes of the future. So wait, d- he never actually forcibly raped any of these victims three of them oh so he did so they probably they well, have he's not he hasn't been convicted so they must have semen from the one of the victims they probably did a rape test i don't know is there always recoverable semen or well, sometimes there must, something i bet you there must be like, a hard a or is it like when you're trying to get their clothes or something a piece of skin <laughs> like fingernail he got, he got sunburned the day before and his skin is just flaking off like he hocked a up a loogie landed in her hair <laughs> something i gotta believe that once in a while they can't get any recoverable dna that's all i'm saying well if they're dealing with dexter right this guy's tracks. Dexter. yeah this guy isn't but when they so they got his dna from his blood at the jail and then they ran it against the there's something like a national DNA database, or it's implied. I don't know if there really is, but it's implied because they got a hit. They got two hits uh, from uh, uh, where is it here? From some other sexual assault unsolved mysteries in Alabama and Texas. <laughs> These other two places were where uh, this guy. Aaron Gregory Lucas was also stationed with the army before he got to Colorado. So this guy just moves around, rapes here and there. Yeah. They haven't matched his DNA to the, to the cases in Colorado, but his DNA matches to the unsolved rapes in the other places, the other states where he was also living as part of his army work. 
Not so looking good is for he him, charged? Right? He is charged. Oh, he's hell of charged. He's in, he's in fucking court right now, and they're trying to prosecute him. But here it comes. Here comes, here comes the... Uh... Here's the twist. <laughs> the twist. Yeah. He says, it wasn't me. Which you know. Come on, dude. We have your DNA. Yeah, exactly. Who could it possibly be? I mean, You're in the locations. Well, uh, CNN legal analyst Danny Savalos, who's also a criminal defense attorney. And, is, you know, he's got fucking this one of these guys. Was, I'm a criminal defense attorney. You'd th- you only think that's a full-time job, but I'm also an analyst for CNN. <laughs> Fuck off, you fucking <laughs> shyster. Just credibility to what they say. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my, my attorney's that guy that's also talking on the TV all the time. Yeah, that's really, really good. Very credible. He says, no two of us have the same set of DNA with one exception. And that is identical twins. Oh, wow. Because Aaron Gregory Lucas has an identical twin whose name is uh, Brian Lucas. (laughs) And in that case, he just has to say, it was my brother. Are they like a raping duo? Just going around from station to station, just raping children left and right. Well, duo implies that you know you're at, like you know Batman and Robin are a duo. Do you think if Batman was brought up on charges, he would be like, "It was Robin," <laughs> be like, arrest him and throw him in prison for life? These guys aren't Siamese exactly twins, duo. are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw him in jail, and I'll go along for the ride. But I want some perks while we're in there because he's the one who really committed the crime. No. And would you try to stop it if your Siamese twin was a rapist? You're like, dude, what are you doing? Come on, again, God. again with the raping of a small child. It's I, this is the last time. I'm not putting up with this anymore. <laughs> You're stroking the kid's hair, not in an erotic way, but just like it'll be over soon. I'm trying to comfort you. This isn't erotic hair stroking. I'm just trying to comfort you while you get through this. That's the worst joke of the whole show, right there. Sorry. They do have one cock, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I always wondered about that. Like, what if your Siamese twin was really into fat chicks? You're just like, God damn it, we're going hogging again. But you, do you still feel the sensation? Like, like yeah, if, yeah. But those I mean, girl, those girls, you know, the famous Siamese twin girls who lived way longer than anybody thought. Like, they're like 23 now, and they have college degrees and stuff. They, they uh, have the, the same show. vagina. They have one. They have like two sets of lungs. Two esophaguses, but but like lower down, like they have one stomach, huh? They have two uteruses, or just no? They one? have one uterus, one vagina, you know, one set of fallopian tubes. So technically, that's not a threesome. What if you're getting blown? Oh, then it is. So <laughs> it's top, which it's end a she's facing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, if you're a Siamese a twin and really. your twin's really into fatties, you're not into fatties. Do you think you're like? Dick just goes up and then goes back down and then goes up and then goes back down, depending on how ex- your level yeah. of excitement. It's like one of those birds <laughs> with the water and it's like bulbous ass that you have in your desk. That's exactly what it's like. Those are hypnotic. <laughs> just like the cock would be. If there were Siamese twins and one was into fatties and one wasn't and they tried to score the fat chick. You know, that's got to be the weirdest fetish, like a difficult fetish to satisfy. If that's what you're into. I don't think there's anybody. Siamese twins fucking. Like, that's the only thing that gets me off. I don't think anybody's into that. Yeah, probably not. Like, what point oh 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 one percent of the population? It's the and only thing. About that so what, what's the deal here? That, so they're not Siamese twins. 
they're not Siamese. And I don't even think they like each other because, you know, this one guy's like saying, I didn't do it. That my It was my bro. He's trying to pin these multiple child rapes on his brother, his twin brother, who everybody says twins are so close to each other. Yeah. But these guys don't linked. care for each other very much. And he doesn't care if his brother goes to like a supermax prison for the rest of his life and probably dies a horrible death, like on the end of a sharpened toothbrush. I thought they were supposed to be like linked. Like telepathically, like a, like, like the Corsican brothers. No, like twins no. can like one twin can think something or something horrible happens to a twin, the other twin can like experience it or feel it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Is that bullshit? Yeah, that's like TV psychic David Blaine type stuff. I don't know. I've I've heard this about twins. I don't. I just don't know any identical twins. You don't know any identical twins, even casually. I know some twins. I just don't know any identical twins that were like that look exactly alike. You don't know any identical twins? How many twins do you know? I mean, I know identical triplets and the couple set of identical twins. Like you're an anomaly if you don't know any identical. Oh, okay, twins. I mean, I guess I went to high school. I'm saying now I don't know any that are in my friend oh, base that yeah. I could go up and say, "Hey, any, do you guys finish each other twin each other's friends. thoughts?" Like, I, don't I know think that. the guy that I can't and I can't remember his nickname, uh, S.D. Groove it was his forum name. But the guy who did Salvia with you, I think he has a twin, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, actually, twin. is it identical or is it fraternal? I think they're identical, but I'm not sure. I've never met the other guy. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Danny Savalos, the CNN legal analyst and part-time criminal defense attorney, says since they have the same DNA, they kind of have to just throw all that evidence out now. It doesn't count for anything. And it all comes down to whose alibi is a little bit better. And they say that the brother also potentially was near these areas at roughly the same time as this other guy who's in the army, but not for nearly as like long of a duration because the guy was in the army. He was stationed there. The other guy was just passing through these areas, maybe visiting his brother in better times when they were better friends. So the DNA evidence is unusable. Like if they both, I mean, they both have identical DNA. Once again, in the United States, uh, if you, you have to prove somebody's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and, and let's say their alibis guys... are, are, are exactly alike, and there's no other evidence other than the DNA, you can't say that one of them did it and the other one didn't. So how can you punish either one? Because you can't prove that either one of these people did it without beyond a reasonable doubt. Because it always could have been the other guy. You could put the wrong guy in prison. And you're not going to put them both in prison. So in America, where you're presumed innocent, they both get to go free. Even though, because of the DNA, we know one of them did it. Wouldn't you, if that did happen, the charges were dropped, if you were one of the brothers, wouldn't you be like, my goal now is to stop him from uh, raping children? I guess that would be a goal. Well, no, I'd want to catch him in the act. Pa- I mean, it. what if you were the parent of one of the, the six-year-olds that got raped? I would just go and try and murder both of them. <laughs> you just kill both? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't care. Yeah. If so your six-year-old daughter got raped and you knew that they got off in this bizarre technicality, both of them Yeah, I would, I would hunt them down. Retribution. Yeah, they would here. be dead. It yeah. would be Charles Bronson style. Or at least castrated. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Maybe the, I would have an inkling that the one did it and the other didn't, and I, would, and I would kill him and I would castrate the other just to make sure. I'd be like, sorry, dude, but it could have been you, so there go your nuts. You'll have to live your life as a eunuch. Sorry. Think about what your brother did. <laughs> or maybe you did. I'm not really sure. That's why this is happening. So now they're being tried just based on their alibi. Yeah, we know because of DNA, 
you know, with a 90% certainty factor that one of them did it, but now which one, if either of them, or maybe none of them go to jail is all based on their alibis, which is now this is old school criminal uh, justice, right? Like before the advent of DNA testing and fingerprinting, I suppose their fingerprints are different. Why does this article not say anything about their fingerprints? Yeah. I mean, are, are both of them arrested now? Uh, no, they haven't even brought uh, Brian, who's the brother. Uh, he hasn't even been brought into the court yet. They, 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 let me let me put let me point this up. The prosecution really thinks that it was this Aaron guy. Yeah, this is I just, mean, all signs the defense attorneys. This is like a strategy to to create doubt amongst the jurors. It seems to be working. Well, it should, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But if I was the brother, I, yeah, I hope they don't put them in the same cell. If I was a brother, I would beat the shit out of that dude. I, mean, I don't care if you're my brother. I am going to hurt you. Until but you know you, what happens then? Until you is confess. Then your fight with your brother turns into one of those big cartoon dust clouds with just fists and feet coming out. And then when the dust cloud settles, then nobody knows which one's which again. And then you're like, oh, Back well, to you're innocent. One. And then you're like, no, I'm Brian. No, I'm Aaron. No, I'm Aaron. I'm the guilty one. No, he's the guilty one. I'm the innocent one. If you had an identical twin... Would you, if your twin brother was like, hey, your girlfriend's kind of hot, my girlfriend's kind of hot, do you want to switch him up for a night? No. You would never do that? No. Even in college? Like, I had, I had two twin, two twin uh, actually, these guys are identical twins in college, the Bedino brothers. And both those guys were frat boys, and they were good-looking guys. They used to go and shag all sorts of uh, sorority chicks, and they would switch all the time. You couldn't tell yeah, them apart. Creepy. It's because twins are creepy. And they wore, you know what? They had the, just one one closet, and they would just wear the same clothes. Yeah, twi- identical, How weird is that? Just twins and identical twins. I'm sorry to say it. If there's a bunch of listeners out there that are twins, they're creepy. And I have good friends from the past that are, and currently they're twins. You're a little creepy, especially the ones like that. That you, I mean, think about this. <laughs> Why did they even go to the same college? That's that, weird. That's, that's what I thought. And they li- they were roommates. They're roommates. There were three guys weird. in one room. I thought it was the weirdest thing. And when they tell me about how they they would talk about shagging, you know, their each other's girlfriends and different girls, and I was and I would say I was like, you know, first of all, that's rape, and second of all, isn't it just weird to put your dick where your your brother's dick was? I bet you I mean, those guys blew each other. Your brother's gay. So I bet it's, you they blew not, each other. <laughs> your brother's gay, so it's uh, not the same for you. But like, I have a brother who's not a twin and not even the same, not the same age. And yeah, I don't want to fuck a girl that he's fucked. It's it's bizarre. Like just thinking about his cock being where my yeah. I don't I don't have a I don't like fucking girls that my friends have fucked. But that it's even more weird fucking a girl that my brother might have fucked. And I've never done it, but it's just, it seems weird. I always used to find and, and, it and that's even like years later. Like she's comparing my brother and me, but like these twins that are like you know oh one night I fuck her and the next night I'm gonna go and pretend I'm you. If they you couldn't tell them apart. I mean they they did that frequently. Weird. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Anyway, uh, people, send your story to SigRongPodcast at Hotmail.com. We got a few phone calls here to the uh, SigRong hotline. You know, we keep getting all these shit stories. And I, I appreciate that because we do like to share shit stories here on the we're show. The it's one of our new segments. Yeah, it's one of our new segments. But that's not our only segment, Wackerly. We're, we're not the shit story podcast, the podcast all about shit stories. And we like shit stories, but we also have, you know, Is That Gay, My Two Cents, Sick and Wrong Thought Experiments. I mean, I know my, my brain is sort of backing up with, like, advice and answers. I mean, it's like my, my brain is backing up like a turgid 
steaming <laughs> pile of brown Dung. thoughts and, and oh shits yeah <laughs> anyway we got we got a lot of advice to dispense so call 206-666-3846 and yeah we'll give you a you know give us my two cents question is that gay question or a thought experiment and we'll we'll gladly answer that for you because that's our service to you the listener what do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving, you got a raging boner that won't go away, and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course. You buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, dildo, uh, pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to avenue.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. So we got some good calls here. This is the wrong hotline. Uh, here's the first call from uh, someone we haven't heard from in quite some time. Hello. Uh, haven't called for a long time. Remember this guy? I have a story worth uh, sharing until now. So anyway, the other day I was at work as you. I bet this has something to do with the toilet. <laughs> I, I'm just willing to, to, to make a wager here. What do you you know what? We, we always say that the moon just talks about shit. But you also notice... This might not. This might be ninety percent true. Ninety percent of the time, it also has to do with work. He's always at work, you know. I think that one time something happened in a Wendy's. Yeah, but the rest of the time it's been. But he's, he's with a work, work friend. Yeah, yeah, but he's always at work. This guy does nothing but go to work. I think that's all he does. I think he he goes to work and he listens to this show. Yeah, as these stories usually go, and uh, you know, I was just chilling on the throne in the cube in the toilet cubicle. And uh, so I heard someone come in and go for a piss because uh, the uh, the toilets are quite the the cubicles are quite close to the urinal. You think he's so a I could bathroom attendant? And uh, so anyway, the person was there, and I just heard this really weird noise. The first I assumed the person was shouting or saying something. So like the only way I could describe it is to imitate it. So it sounded like this voice just going <laughs> like that, and it, it sounded kind of was it Pavarotti? Like the person was kind of just shouting and like playing a trick or something like that. It was that. Susan Boyle, and it carried on and it got louder. So it was like it, it was going and like that and kind of growing in momentum. <laughs> And at that time, I realized the person was farting. It was the most amazing <laughs> fart I've ever heard. The loudest, weirdest. The Susan Boyle of assholes. went for about a minute. And then at the end, it just kind of petered down a bit. You know, it lost As power. It does. And then at the end, it was just going like that. Like, uh, I don't know what I could Just you know, sputtering out. To. Anyway, and then the person, I heard the person kind of start moving away. And then I was like, oh, shit, I've got to see who this person is. <laughs> and uh, I tried, you know, finish. You have to do that, though. I, could. I went out, but when I got out of the cubicle, the person had gone by then, unfortunately. 
I wish I could. Like two ships in the night. You know, it's like a strangers on a train. Power that a Marvel or DC superhero would have, but unfortunately, I never got the trumpet. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that story. Hope to talk to you later. Bye bye. Do you think I'm being being totally honest here? (laughs) I would completely go and watch the moon do an hour stand up. Just telling all those stories in sequence, <laughs> and I'm I'm not I'm not fucking joking. I'm se- I'm completely serious. Just and, and just you know he would end one and then he'd be like, so then the next day or or you know another day that I haven't told you about. I was also at work and I was on the toilet. I just picture him standing in front of like a red velvet curtain spotlight on him. He's wearing like a nice suit and he's just sharing. Does he hold anecdotes. the mic or does he leave it in the stand? Leaves it in the stand. Yeah, and he just kind of, and, but it's one of those old time mics, you know, like okay. those, those old like uh, big band mics, and he's yeah. just like telling his recounting his tale of bathroom absurdities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be like that great blend of being super funny, but also being kind of like avant garde because it's just one story about Toilet the bathroom humor. cubicle after another, and then but then he'd throw in the Wendy's one or KFC or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, to break it up, but then just right back into. And then I was at work. And then I was in Japan at work. Remember, he used to work in Japan. <laughs> I think he still does. I think he lives over no, there. No, I think he moved back to the UK. Huh? I wonder. You Maybe know, he's I, back in Japan now. But I mean, it would be perfect. It would be the perfect blend of like, you know, it lull the sort of that monotony voice. lulls you in, but then the the belly laughs catch you off guard, and then he throws <laughs> in the Japan and the Wendy's. I'm, like I would, I want if I was an agent. You know, a talent agent, I would pick this guy up and start trying to make 10%. If I had to choose whether to go see Henry Rollins doing his spoken word tour or the moon doing his spoken word tour, I would choose the latter. The moon. For sure, I would choose For the moon. For sure. Yeah. No question. Without a doubt, in my mind, I would go see the moon. I, I would almost say, like, Louis C.K. or the moon. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> I've seen Louis C.K., you know, I, I lo- he's good, but, like, I've never seen anything like the moon. I don't think many people have. So there, there you go, moon. You should bring this, uh, take this on the road. He might be shy. I couldn't do it, though. I mean, I just, I, don't, I have stage fright. So. I agree with him, though. If I, you know, I remember when I worked in the office, and if I was in the office, I was in one stall, someone else in the stall doing their business, and I heard somebody just making just explosive, impressive fart noises, I wanted to see who that was. Mm-hmm. Like I bet you the moon now wanders, you know, meanders through his office, just wondering like, like a who, lost soul who possesses the golden anus, like a the golden that, a ghost that cannot be released from its earthly bond until he <laughs> finds the man. Do you think it would be like like an air supply song would play in the background and they would embrace once he find out finds out who it is? No, I don't think the moon is in love with him. Do you think the moon wants to put him in a cage and just have him be a songbird? Yeah, more like that. <laughs> he just wants to keep him for like, his own Like enjoyment. the moon figures it out, and he's standing behind the guy's chair, and the guy's typing away, click, 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 click. And then the guy, you know, you get that feeling when you're being watched, and the person slowly, like, turns their head to look over their shoulder, and the moon is just staring at them. You're you're the one. However, he talks. You're the one. You're, you're the, the one, one I've been looking for. I found you. <laughs> I finally found you after all my interminable search. 
And then he'd just be drugged from a roofie and wake up in yeah. a cage. No, like the Dexter, like needle to the neck, yeah. with whatever that stuff, you know, sodium pentothal, and then dragged out and then finds himself, wakes up chained to a toilet in a cubicle with like some big spotlight He's on the top. He's only allowed to eat beans and broccoli. Yeah. Just beans. And it's not really just... in a bathroom. It's just a <laughs> lone cubicle with a toilet in the middle of a giant abandoned warehouse that only the moon has access to. That's what I imagine. And the guy's like, ah, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And the moon's like, do it again. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? Do you want to get out? I don't know what's going on. Don't kill me. I want to do hear it again. Music. I want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a David Lynch film. Uh, moon, it's good to hear from you. Give us a call sometime. You know, we missed you. We, we like your stories. Um, this guy calls in the second call here is about, remember that, nonsensical call that the guy was talking about star asked you a question about star trek that made no sense yeah something about like i mean he didn't even say like, the holodeck but, but i just historical it was the holodeck and, and picard is talking to like plato and so, talking like Mark Isaac Twain Newton or something and, so, and uh no and the guy in the wheelchair stephen hawking this guy calls back and comments on or this guy called us and commented on it all right up sick and wrong i was just listening to the last episode this is david from louisiana just wanted to chime in i just so happened to watch that episode of star trek the other night where um it was data playing poker with three great modern minds of uh physics and um was kind of silly but they're, yeah in the holodeck he was just trying to see how they would respond to a simple game of cards and they weren't getting along uh, I don't know the guy's talking about Star Trek Next Generation's great. I was the card for Halloween. Anyway, take it easy, you guys. Uh, keep it sick. Keep it keep it wrong. Later. You, you were Picard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird outfit. He must have had a skull cap or something. Or maybe he already maybe has bald. that pattern baldness and white hair. There was How a, do you... You just was... had the red suit on? I mean, they'd be like, well, are you Riker? Like, no, I'm Picard. Look at my hair. Well, no, he's probably bald. He's probably a bald dude. And when you're a bald dude, this guy, his choices are Picard. He could go as uh, Professor Xavier or Dr. Venture. That's pretty much it. <laughs> what about the dude from uh, – would Telly Savalas play that? Oh, Kojak. Favorite? Okay, Kojak. You Not Kojak. As... The, the, the play with the, the princess and all that shit. What's that thing called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I forget. But no, I, 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 but when you're bald, I bet you this guy is bald so he could pull off a Picard. I, like, you can, you'd have to get a skull cap. Who, if you had to choose the one Star Trek character to go as for Halloween, who would it be? I mean, the character of the moment is Riker, right? People have unearthed all Everybody this like, crazy Riker. Riker footage about how awesome. Like, have you ever seen, have you seen the, the, the montage of how Riker sits on a chair? No. <laughs> I, I watch a shitload of The Next Generation, and I never noticed that Riker has this bizarre way of approaching a chair and sitting down on it. And, I never and, noticed And people that. can go watch it, but I'll describe it for the people who are too lazy to, because that's the type of person I am. And Riker doesn't, like, get, move his torso in front of the chair and then sort of, you know, bend his knees and sit down on it. Riker, because he's so tall and amazing, he approaches the chair from the back, and he does this, you know, like I said, you don't notice it while you're watching the series, but somebody puts a montage together of it. He approaches the chair from the back, lifts one leg over the back of the chair, and then sits down. Really? He's a, wait, he steps over the chair and then because sits he's, down? Yeah, because he's tall. He's, he's this tall, amazing man. Yeah, okay, well, 
we are, we're friends with P-Town, who's also very um, tall. Tall, but not amazing. Is the, He's not amazing, but does P-Town sit down like that? I've never noticed the no. way P-Town sits down. <laughs> I think that Riker might be taller, and I know that he's a more amazing than P-Town. Uh, pro- okay, Riker's definitely more amazing than P-Town, but P-Town's got to be like, what, 6'7"? P-Town kind of sits down like a giraffe sits down. I think that P-Town is maybe mostly torso, though, not leg. Oh, okay, so you're saying for Riker... For this to work, you have to have a high uh, crotch. You have to have a long, yeah, you have to have long legs. What do like, they call wow, it? The inseam. Yeah, and so... You know, there's a montage on YouTube. Just Google Riker sitting down, and it just hundreds of times of him doing this. And you're like, how did I never notice that he was doing that the whole time? I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna watch that after we're done with this yeah. show here. That's that's fascinating. So who yeah, would it be? Would beard, you be Riker? So probably. And people would be like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'd be like, "Riker." And like, you're short and disgusting. You're not Riker. I don't know. I'd, I'd say, well, that's why it's Halloween. I'm pretending. I think I would be a hoorah. Could I do that? <laughs> she is kind of Jewy looking. Your sister looks a little bit like Uhura, but I guess I would go. I would go so far to say is your sister's better looking than Uhura, but she has the same features sort of set. Does Uhura have IBS? Oh, Uhura is the black one. Yeah. See, I'm you're thinking of the psychologist, the psychiatrist, or whatever. Who am chick. I thinking of? What's her the name? The Troy, chick. Deanna Troy. So Deanna I don't Troy, know why I yeah. those. But you can't. Go, you're going to go as the black communications person. That makes no sense. Yeah, I guess Just I absurd. couldn't do that, could I? Well, I wouldn't mind. I guess I'd probably put... Who's like the... the Spock anno- is Jewish. Yeah, I was about to say... Is Kirk there another, is Jewish. Is there another annoying Jew on the Enterprise? Kirk is Jewish. William Shatner is a Jew. All right, I guess I'd go as Kirk then. I don't have many choices. <laughs> you don't have many choices. <laughs> or a Ferengi. Yeah, I could go as a Ferengi, which you pointed out. You to know, honest, I did a search for that. Closest, I did a search for that Ferengi afterwards, and I was just like, I was appalled. But at the same time, I was also uh, oddly fascinated, thinking that could I could pull that Halloween costume off. Aren't you going to a villains party next week? Oh, the Frankie hey, were villains, weren't they? That's a good. You... That's a good <laughs> call. That is a fucking good ste- call. Have I ever steered you wrong in the past as far as Halloween costumes? Go? No, you're you're good. You're good with the Halloween costumes. <laughs> Cabbage Head, who also is technically a villain. True. And uh, that again. And the Frank, I should be a Frank. You know, that would be that the girl I'm going with would be so impressed. I'm gonna write Gold that down. plated latinum. I am writing like. that down. I'm gonna get a blowjob till completion if I get dressed as a Ferengi. <sighs> You're probably not, by the way. <laughs> but it will be I, amazing to me to see the photo. <laughs> it will be that I will Instagram it and thank you, Wackerly, for suggesting it. Okay. Anyway, people call us on hotline 206-666-3846. Um, as always, subscribe to the show on the tunes, on the iTunes, I mean. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, rate the show, maybe give us a little comment or two. We appreciate that. Um, Sick and Wrong t-shirts, now available right now in the Sick and Wrong store. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Support the show by a new Sick and Wrong logo tee. I know I've uh, received quite a few orders this week, and uh, I'm getting uh, the, the, I'm going to go to the post office, and I will mail those shirts out this week, I promise. I've kind of been uh, neglecting my duties there. 
But anyway, uh, we still have a few shirts left, so order one, order some while they last. com slash store. Uh, finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. This was sent in by Alex. He goes, gents, last show you mentioned the death of the spastic performer Frank Moore. You then, shows ago at this point. You, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. You then missed the opportunity to play a tribute to him as your Song of the Week. In my view, his memory would be served by airing Spasticus Autisticus by fellow late spastic Ian Dury. Ian Dury actually wasn't a spastic. Ian Dury had polio, and he was afflicted from his polio, but he was, like, crippled. But he wasn't a spastic. Like, I mean, Frank Moore was, Frank Moore had, like, what was it, cerebral palsy? Like, what was wrong with that guy? Like, he couldn't even communicate. Ian Dury could actually speak. He could communicate. It just had a hard well, time of it. He could with the, the Ouija board pointer thing on his head. And he made grunts and, and growls. But the, Ian Dury actually could sing. Like, he was in a band. I don't even know who Ian Dury is. So you're, this is falling on deaf ears. He was in a band called Ian Dury and the Blockheads. It's a, he's a good band from the, like, the 70s. You'd actually probably like him. The song was composed by Dury in 79, uh, Spasticus Autisticus. It was a good song. I should have ended the show with that. But it was, he was commissioned to do it for a uh, – they had this thing called the Year of the Disabled in 1980. And they commissioned him – he was a punk rocker guy to make this song. So he wrote Spasticus Autisticus. They immediately didn't like it and didn't use it as part of the celebrations. What was wrong with that guy who did the Wonder Years song? And also, what was his name? Oh, that. What would, what I would you do, do if I you a tune? Try to sing out a tune. Cry with a little help from my friends. That Cry with a little help my friends, isn't that a Beatles song? Right. But try he, a, a lot of his songs friends? were remakes, but he put his own spin on them. But I still can't remember his name. There's something wrong. Was it, did he have an affliction? I don't know. Did he or was that sort of an affectation? I bet you that was just his voice. Yeah, but have you ever seen him perform? He's like jumping and herky-jerky and all around? No, I, I don't think I've ever actually seen the guy. Have to do You've a never seen him? That. I don't know. He's an icon. Was it uh, uh, Joe, um, Joey Co- Joe Cocker, right? Yes, Joe Cocker. Joe you Cocker. Caught me in the middle of Googling. I don't think Joe there. Cocker was afflicted. I think that was just his the way he sang. That was his... Uh, was just emoting. Yeah. Uh, Dury's 1981 song, Spastic Autisticus, was written to show his disdain for that year's International Year of Disabled Persons, which he saw as patronizing and counterproductive. It was banned by the BBC. Dury was disabled himself, having been left crippled by childhood polio. But listen to these lyrics. So place your, ha- your hard-earned peanuts in my tin, and thank, you, thank the creator you're not this, in the state I'm in. So long have I been languished on the shelf, I must give all proceedings to myself. Joe um, Cocker has something called expressive language disorder. <laughs> that's what it is? That's what's wrong with a guy? <laughs> Sounds made up, but okay. Huh. So Dury Song was banned by broadcast by the BBC back in 1980, but it was used at the opening of the London 2012 Paralympics. So apparently he was vindicated. Um, uh, Alex writes, I'm not a spastic, but I would fuck one. <laughs> Which is interesting. <laughs> what do you Frank Moore? That's the better question. That is a good question. 
Alex Watford from Hertfordshire, England, Gravedigger, which I Hertfordshire just sounds like a town where lots of spastics live. Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. It's even hard to say. Hertfordshire. And I highly doubt he's really a gravedigger, but maybe. Mm. Uh, could be. Seems like something that's automated now with like a backhoe. No, I think they still have guys that dig dig the graves. Or they the still have guys that dig the holes. Does it pay well? I don't know. I wonder how many pence do you earn per grave? <laughs> We're going to end the show here with uh, Spasticus Autisticus by, by Ian Dury and the Blockage. Thank you, uh, Alex, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode uh, 409. Till then, take a sleazy. Okay, good night. Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I whittle when I piddle, cause my middle is a riddle. I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus, I'm Spasticus Autisticus, I dribble when I nibble and I quibble when I scribble. Hello to you out there in Normandy. You may not comprehend my tale or understand as I go past your window. Give me lucky looks. You can beat my pocket, but you'll never read my books. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. Artisticus. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. Artisticus. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. I'm spasticus. Artisticus. I'm nobbled on the cobbles, cause I hobble when I wobble.
Spasticus, Spasticus, Artisticus, Spasticus, 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 Artisticus, Spasticus, 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 Artisticus, of the Beatles. Now, as you boys know, I'm a big fan of amputees. They're really sexy. Look at their big knobby knobs. I just want to say hello, fuck you, and fuck Trucker Paul, and fuck Kendra. Unless she cut off a leg, that'd be damn sexy. Ah, uh, goodbye.